Welcome to Light It Up, a podcast about resilient women balancing motherhood, their careers, personal lives, and all of the challenges that come along with being a superwoman. Each week, you'll be motivated to take action to lead, inspire, transform, and empower. Now, here's your host, Dr. Regina Mashira. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Light It Up. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. It's always a pleasure to share a few thoughts and helpful information and words that I hope will inspire and empower you to keep striving and thriving. For the last few weeks, I've had guests on the podcast and we've discussed some very intense topics. And I'm going to try to change the intensity just a little bit for this week. Um, But it really depends on how the spirit moves me because it's Transformation Tuesday. And my job is to help you put into context a process of profound and radical change designed to reorient your view and your outlook that will ultimately lead to a new direction or a different level of consciousness. So on that note, I hope your day is off to a great start. We are into a new week and many of us just celebrated Mother's Day on this past Sunday. So for all of the moms who are listening, whether you're a biological mom, stepmom, or a standing in the gap mom, I truly hope that you had an amazing Mother's Day. And for those who may have experienced a loss during this season, uh, last year or many years ago, please know that my thoughts and my prayers are with you because I know that this was probably a very challenging time. I can tell you that I truly cherish every Mother's Day. Um, I often spend my time reflecting on my role as a mother, and I can tell you it has truly been a journey. You know, there was a time um, when I didn't think that I would become a mother. It was actually a very challenging time And it was also um, very emotional for me. Um, I got married in 2002, and I believe shortly thereafter, I expressed to my former husband that I wanted to have children right away. So I just wanted to get it out of the way, so to speak. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be an older mother. Um, I also didn't want to, be married for a long period of time where I was kind of set in my ways as far as, you know, being married and not having the responsibility of motherhood and then having my life to totally shift. So I wanted to <clears throat> have children early on in, in our marriage. And we tried for at least a year and we weren't successful Um, There were several times that I thought that, you know, I was possibly pregnant, 
but then took tests and that proved otherwise. And during that time, I, I actually felt like there was something wrong with me. I didn't really have anyone to talk to um, because, you know, there are just certain topics that we don't discuss in our community. And I think I was even more so guarded and um, kept my struggle at the time to myself because out of all of my friends, I was the only one who was married um, and who was actively trying to have children. So I didn't feel like my friends could relate and I didn't really want to burden them. And I was relatively young. And so, you know, in my mind, it should have been easy for me to get pregnant. Um, but again, you know, there are certain topics that, that we just don't discuss in our community. And infertility is actually one of those topics that we rarely discuss, at least not openly. And I think probably in the last few years, um, you know, more people are probably more inclined to talk about it. Um, even with our first lady, Michelle Obama, she talked about um, her struggles with infertility in, in her book, Becoming. Um, so I think even, even that probably, um, because that was something that a lot of us obviously didn't know about. And it was very surprising because, you know, how we, we do, we look at people and we look at their success and we don't know or we don't see their struggles. All we see is the outward appearance of their success. So I think even reading um, that Michelle Obama experienced um, infertility and struggled with trying to get pregnant, I know for me, that made her that much more relatable, you know, for me. Um, because there were quite a few, um, I think, parallels or things that she shared in her book that I certainly could relate to as a Black woman. Um, this whole idea of a checkbox and checking off, you know, certain things that you needed to accomplish in your life, that was me. And to a certain extent, you know, I still had those tendencies. But nevertheless, um, during the period in which I um, struggled with trying to get pregnant, I was fortunate to have a doctor um, who referred me to a specialist to run tests to determine if there were any issues. And fortunately, there weren't any. But it was still a challenge. At least there weren't any issues for me. But there was still, there was still a challenge for me to easily get pregnant. And I go more in depth about my journey um, as far as becoming a mother in my book, Women Who Persevere Navigating Motherhood with Power and Grace. So if you're interested in hearing like or reading about the full story, you can read about my journey to motherhood um, there. But I will say this, God blessed me with a set of twins in 2004. 
and then a third child in 2007. But my pregnancy with the twins was stressful. It was filled with complications. Um, I went into premature labor at five months and was placed on bed rest for the remainder of my pregnancy. And in the end, um, my labor was induced because I was suffering from preeclampsia. I'll, I'll never forget, I was at a doctor's appointment and my contractions were about one to two minutes apart. And it was kind of reminiscent of my experience when I was five months pregnant and my contractions were one to two minutes apart, except during that time, I didn't know that I was actually um, in labor. But this particular um, day, um, my contractions, like I said, were one to two minutes apart. My blood pressure was 150 over 100. And so the decision was made that, you know, my, my labor needed to be induced. And although my labor was induced, I was still in labor for 36 hours, 36 hours. And I was only able to dilate six centimeters. Um, and then I still had to have an emergency C-section because my daughter's heart rate continued um, dropping throughout the um, laboring process. So the labor and delivery was not at all what I had expected. It certainly was not what I had planned at all. And I gave birth approximately one month early to my son and my daughter. So I, I was the mom of preemies and those babies had to stay in the NICU. I couldn't see them for a couple of days. It was just a traumatic um, and just emotionally draining experience. And I think that my experience with trying to get pregnant and then having a difficult pregnancy, you know, one that was a high risk pregnancy, is the reason that I take my role as a mother so seriously. I view the title and role as a mother as the most important title that I hold to this day. And I think it's safe to say that many of us have gone through different trials and, and errors, you know, trying to figure out motherhood. Like you, you don't get an instructional manual on how to be a mother, but you certainly, you know, see different examples. Um, whether it's from your own mom or grandmother or some maternal figure, um, you know, that's how we kind of learn how to, how to navigate motherhood and how to figure out motherhood. And then for some of us, you know, the journey has been smooth and for others, there have been bumps in the road. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that it's safe to say that we all want our children to grow to be responsible and respectful contributors to the society. We want them to be productive. Um, and as we go through the journey of motherhood, you know, we have to be cognizant of the fact that things won't always go as we may plan. I know I certainly 
have had to learn that lesson a time or two um, because there have there have been some aspects of motherhood that just didn't go as I had planned it. Um, you know, when I envisioned my life as a mother, I never thought that I would be in a situation where I would be divorced and the custodial parent. That wasn't my plan. Um, but as I mentioned last week, um, while I was on my my um, late father's talk show, his television program, The Manir Muhammad Show, choosing to end my 11-year marriage and raising three children as a divorced mother really became the most viable option for me at that time because it was better than raising children in a household with two parents who were constantly at odds and unable to resolve our issues. So I made a conscious choice and it was after a lot of deliberation and a lot of agony um, about it, but I made a conscious choice to raise my children in what I thought would be an environment where they could see another aspect of positivity. Um, and, it, and it hasn't been easy but it's been a learning experience. And I have, during this journey, I've learned the art of patience. Um, I've learned about unconditional love. I've certainly learned what it means to sacrifice. And I've learned how to persevere. Um, because contrary to popular opinion, or popular perception, I've had to go through um, quite a bit. Um, so it may not appear like I have, but I certainly have. Um, but prior to becoming a mother, I was already pretty ambitious. But after going through um, so much to become a mother, it was really important that I demonstrated gratitude um, because I, like I said, I view motherhood as a gift. So I needed to demonstrate gratitude by continuing to exercise the same level of drive and determination, if not more, that I had prior to becoming a mother. I really wanted to be a positive role model and example for my children. I wanted them to see that anything is possible as long as you maintain a strong belief in God and remain focused. I didn't want my children to become the reason or the excuse that I sort of, you know, kind of coast through life. You know, I didn't want to um, not, um, I didn't want to become stagnant or, refrain from accomplishing certain goals because I had children. So um, as a result, I don't think I've ever really slowed down. Um, you know, someone was asking about some of the things that I've embarked upon while being a mother. Um, I earned my PhD while raising three children. And during that time, still volunteering at their school, um, 
I work a full-time job. And even during that working full-time job, I became a published author. Um, still, again, raising three children, making sure they get to all of their activities, making sure that I'm engaged and, and involved. And then this year, I launched the podcast. Um, so I still, although I've embarked upon these different um, endeavors, I still make time to support my children's endeavors and guide them as they navigate life because I want them to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they are my priority first and foremost. And while they are my priority, it's also important that I maintain a level of balance. It's also important to have a circle or a village who will lend support and inspiration and empowerment when I need it. So just like I try to give support um, and empower other women, I also need that as well because you know you can't um, you can't pour from an empty cup. So I have my circle, my village, who pour into me. We pour into um, we pour into each other. So that's very very important, um, and that's. Um, integral to my development, my continued development. Um, so, and that actually leads me to um, an experience that um, maybe some of you all witnessed or participated in over the weekend. So on this past Saturday, Erica Badu and Jill Scott, they blessed us with what I call three hours of love, light, and soulful music in the first versus live stream battle between two women. And, you know, while the, um, while the versus event is always kind of pumped up as this battle, this particular um, rendition of verses with Erica Badu and Jill Scott, it was more of a peace fest, I think, between two great friends, between two women. And, um, you know, some people say that traditionally, as women, we've been taught to be competitive with one another. Um, whether it's being competitive professionally or whether, you know, sometimes there may be some some women who are competitive um, when it comes to like parenting or motherhood. Um, I, I'll never understand it, but you know, I know people who have experienced that. Um, but needless to say, um, what those two women, what those two artists, I think, did for us was. Um, they made sure that battling or competition was not the narrative that was portrayed um, on that Saturday evening. Um, so for me, you know, to witness two very skillful and talented performers give each other accolades 
it was so inspiring and so um, uplifting. And it was um, a true example of women who embodied that phrase that empowered women empower women and strong women don't compete with one another. They lift each other up. And um, I think that a lot of us from just the different comments that I saw posted throughout social media, I think we needed as women, I think we needed to see that, um, you know, and witness it in just rare form, live, you know, I don't think it was rehearsed. It was just truly genuine. And, um, you know, it, it was a true example um, of the phrase, I am my sister's keeper. And I think if there's something that I kind of want to bring home with this episode is the importance of um, continuing to build on the positivity um, and being supportive of one another as, as women. So if you didn't have an opportunity to uh, see uh, Erica Badu and Jill Scott, go make sure you check it out on Instagram, I'm sure. The footage is still there, um, but I just really felt like their mutual respect and admiration for each other's artistry, certainly an example um, that as women, we can operate within the same realm in terms of, you know, when we interact with one another. So um, I always try to... Um, leave you guys whenever I have these episodes where I'm by myself without a guest, I try to leave you all with some tips and, and I want to try to bring this um, full circle. So what I want to leave you with, you know, as you navigate your journey of motherhood or even uh, as you navigate your, your professional journey, um, wanting you to think about a few um, few areas, you know, as you interact with other women to consider um, at least four different areas that's going to be integral to your development and to the relationships that you have with other women. So first, prioritize your relationship building. So, you know, we all know that we make time for things that are important to us. And so it's, it's very important that we make time to build our relationships with um, other women, other moms, you know. Um, so make sure you schedule time to check in and maintain an open line of communication. Remember, Communication is a two-way street and developing and nurturing your relationships is reciprocal. Um, so if you're one who doesn't call and check, check in on your, on your sister friends, 
try to pick up the phone every now and then. Don't leave that task to one person um, within the relationship. Make your rounds. Um, so make sure you, you make a conscious effort to you know build and nurture your relationships. Um, the other point is um, that making connections. So when you make connections, um, it isn't just a one and done. You know, it's not just about meeting a person one time and then there's no follow up or there's no you know development. Um, you when you find people that you know you've been introduced to or you kind of connect with, you want to try to create some long term partnerships. So it's important to nurture the relationships that you have developed through the multiple connections that you make. So for example, when it comes to motherhood, um, I have made connections with other mothers um, through friends of mine, you know, and for those of us who have just kind of instantly clicked, we've, you know, made those connections and we um, nurtured and, and developed a relationship. And that's been very important because that gives me an opportunity to kind of expand um, my circle, expand my reach. I'm also a part of, cup of a couple of mom groups. Um, they're part of Facebook. So one of them is the Chicagoland Mom Squad. Um, so shout out to Tanil Jackson for creating that space for moms where, you know, we can bounce ideas off of each other. We could we can um, share information with one another. And I've actually, you know, developed some relationships with some some people through that group. Um, another group that I'm a part of is Mom Logics, which was started by Lavelle Smith Hall, and that group has definitely um, been a safe space for me. I've um, created um, some relationships or built some relationships um, through that group as well. I've also had an opportunity to, um, I've been given a platform through that group um, to um, talk about being a single mom, you know, a divorced mom and give some insight and pointers on different things. So a few weeks ago, I was actually um, a part of a mom check-in that's done every Sunday. And I was able to provide, it was specifically for single moms, but I was able to provide moms with five tips for, you know, um, what they should be doing during this um, pandemic that we've all um, experienced. So that was great to be able to serve as a resource for moms, but they've also, moms in that group have also served as a resource um, for me. So find, you know, find some groups, find some folks, like-minded individuals that you can connect with and that you can, you know, develop um, relationships. It's all about relationship building and you never know where those relationships, you know, may lead you. Um, the third point is to develop other women. And what I mean by that is build other women up. You know, when you see, um, 
it's just like when, when you're at work and you see your colleagues, for example, doing a great job, you know, give them credit. I think the same thing applies to motherhood. Um, so I don't believe in mom shaming. I don't believe in, you know, judging other mothers or being critical of other mothers. I just, I don't believe in that. And so um, I try to build other women up, you know, particularly um, moms. I give them credit when I see um, other moms doing a great job. I give them credit. Um, I can think of a couple of people right now, um, high school classmates of mine, um, one person in particular, uh, Carissa Parker. I think she's a phenomenal mother. Um, she's also a single mom. She has children who she's very involved um, and engaged in all of their activities. Um, she's involved in in their academics. She volunteers at their school. She's on the local school council. And I look at her in awe because I'm just amazed at the level of energy that she has to be able to be in all of these different spaces and still, you know, do things to help other women. Um, so, I, you know, I think that when we're able to give other women um, accolades or give them credit, um, you know, you're demonstrating that you can highlight and support another woman, but you're also demonstrating that you are secure enough in yourself to highlight others. So my ability to highlight or recognize another mom, that doesn't mean that I don't think that I'm doing a good job, but there's enough room, there's enough space for all of us, you know, to be winners, for all of us to be highlighted. And I think we need to do more of that um, because it also can serve um, as encouragement because you just never know the level of encouragement that someone may need, even if it doesn't appear that they may need it. Um, I just think that that's important to develop other women. And then finally, find your circle and tap into, um, tap into them. You know, so think about who are the people that you would talk to if you needed honest advice, right? Um, I have some folks that I definitely tap into, especially when we're talking about motherhood. Um, because I have friends who have gone through um, parenting teenagers, and this is, you know, I'm what my my oldest are 16, um, the youngest is 13, but I still need some honest advice from some folks, <laughs> you know, about this. So I've tried to build a circle or network of women that I can engage um, with. And, and it's important for you to also do the same um, because they can serve as a support network. Um, they can also serve as a safe space, you know? But remember, you must also reciprocate in order to build a strong circle. Um, and your circle will be critical 
um, in, in your journey, critical in your development. Um, so make sure that you build your circle and that you tap into your circle and that you're also there for your circle. Um, so I, um, before I go, um, I also want to share with you guys that um, I have an interview or there's a rebroadcast, as a matter of fact, of the live interview that I did last week on the Manir Muhammad show. That will air this Thursday um, on Channel 25 if you're local in the Chicago area. Um, it's the Manir Muhammad show. It's hosted actually by my brother, Jamil Muhammad, but I was the guest on the show. Um, you can also view it on uh, Facebook, on the Crow TV um, Facebook page, as well as it's also available on the Light It Up podcast uh, page on Facebook. So check out the episode, uh, check out the interview. Let me know what you think. Uh, drop a message. Um, and let me know what you thought about the, the, uh, the interview. Like I said, it was my first time being interviewed by my brother. Um, I do think that my father would have been proud about um, how the interview went. Um, he was usually the only person who interviewed me on his television program. So I was really grateful for that opportunity. Um, but also make sure that you um, like and review uh, this podcast, share the podcast with a friend. Um, I greatly appreciate it. So again, don't forget to rate the podcast. Um, if you're listening on um, Apple Podcasts, make sure you rate it there. But any of the platforms where you hear the podcast, make sure you rate it. And next week, um, I will more than likely have a guest. So make sure you um, tune in to the next episode of Light It Up. And as always, whenever I have a guest, you can actually view the, um, view the episode on Facebook or on YouTube, as well as listen to it here um, on the platform of your choice. So I hope that you have an absolutely fabulous remainder of your week. And as always, remember to light it up and shine bright like a diamond. Thanks for joining me this week on Light It Up. Make sure you visit my website at www.lightituppodcast.com or www.ajinamohammed.com. You can also find me on social media using the handle at Light It Up Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or you can simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next time, light it up and shine bright like a diamond.